Good morning, everyone. And welcome to worship with Paisley St George's, whether that be here within the sanctuary or in your own home or wherever. You are welcome. So come, let us praise God together, for God is great and worthy of our praise. Let's tell stories of God's power and majesty, God's mighty acts through history, for God is great and worthy of our praise. Let us remember the compassion God has shown towards us, God's mercy and unfailing love, generation after generation. Let's pass these stories to our children and grandchildren so that they too may come to know and love our God. For God is great and worthy of our praise. So let's worship God together. Let's praise God by standing able to sing hymn number 201, Worship the Lord in the Beauty of Holiness, hymn number 201.
And now we come to God in prayer. Our prayers this morning will be led for us by Stephen Brotherston. couple of weeks it's good to be back and something's missing I don't have my bag today oh I know I know oh but do you like riddles and puzzles yeah because I do because they can be fun and sometimes they make us think so you're going to have to think hard and so are all of you grown-ups as well okay so first one how many months of the year have 28 days sorry all of them. Oh. <laughs> well done. Because <laughs> I heard lots of the grown-ups going one. So well done. <laughs> so, what has hands and a face but can't but can't hold anything or smile? A clock. Okay. It belongs to you but your friends use it more. You've, you've read these. <laughs> Hayley. It could be your friendship. What do you think? Your name. Because mm -hmm. you don't often use your own name, do you? Now, Kate's mum has got three children. <laughs> I know. I think you and I have been on the same website. <laughs> Snap. Crackle and Kate. Kate, yes. Uh huh, because it's Kate's mum. Uh huh. So, if you don't keep me, I'll break. Oh, if you don't keep me, I'll break. What am I? What do we have to keep? But if we don't keep it, we break it. Together? I promise. There's only one word in the dictionary that's spelt wrong. What is it? <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're running a race, and at the very end, you pass the person in second place. 
What place did you finish the race in? Hayley? Second, because you pass the person in second place. So they go into third and you go into, uh -huh. I know they're really tricky. I have a tail and a head, but no body. A tail, a head and no body. What am I? Coin. Okay. What two things can you never eat for breakfast? What? <laughs> Lunch and dinner. Okay. Which word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it? Short. Short. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the capital of France? F. <laughs> F. Right. We've had good fun thinking about the answers to all of these riddles. Tell me, folks, did you get them all? I know you did. I know you did. Uh -huh. Well done. Did you know these from before? Yeah. Uh -huh. I thought that. They're good, though. Uh -huh. I know. And they make you think. Later on, the grown-ups are going to hear of some people who asked Jesus to explain something. And it's always good to ask questions because questions make you think. But it's always all right not to know the answers as well. So remember that. It's always good to ask questions. So if you're not sure of something, ask. Ask. And it's okay if you don't always know the answers. None of us know everything. None of us know everything. <laughs> not one of us. There's lots of things I don't know. I don't know what I don't know some days. Some days I don't know what I do know. But never mind. So let's pray. Thank you, loving God, for being in our lives, for giving us all that we have and for making us all that we are. Though we know that you are a bit of a mystery, though we do not completely understand you, we are grateful that you have made sure that we know one thing, the most important thing, that you love us now and for always. So Lord, help us to accept this gift of love, to use it today and all the days of our lives, to make these days and everyone else's days better. <clears throat> Amen. We're going to sing again. We're going to sing from the big purple book again. Come children, join and sing. Hymn number 185. Come children, join and sing.
The intimations are mainly in the print, but if I could just draw your attention to some of these. Next Sunday, the Remembrance Service will take place at 10.50am, so that we can mark the two-minute silence at 11. And on the subject of remembrance, I don't think any of us can fail to have noticed the new pulpit fall that has been sewn for us by Betty, thank you very much. And the outside, if you, haven't, if you didn't come in at the front of the church, go and have a look, because there, there are two silhouettes of soldiers standing, looking down on a cross. And it just helps us all to think about remembrance and again, a big thank you to, I think it was James who did that for us and some of the men from the congregation, so thank you. So, but please don't forget, we're 10.50 next Sunday morning. The Boys Brigade are supporting the NB4CC appeal to provide Christmas gifts for children, teenagers and vulnerable adults. If you want to participate, please pick up a red bag. They are at the doors and in various places. They're down, right, down beside Jennifer. There, they're there, thank you. Return the filled bags by the end of November to a box at the front door. You don't need to fill the bag and please leave your gifts unwrapped and don't seal the bag because the team will put together a bag that matches the age and needs of the individuals. The knitting stuff, just, there's lots and lots of wool. You can't miss it. It's over on the north transept, on the front at the left-hand side, but there's so much there, you can't possibly walk past it. So if you're a knitter, please pick up some wool from there and knit something for Christmas charities or other good causes. There are instructions on the handout. Thank you to those of you who donated clothes for the asylum seekers. The organisers were delighted. And again, another appeal, an urgent need for ladies and gents toiletries and also house cleaning materials. Renfrewshire Homeless Centre, there are containers at each door for donations. And you will also see the washing line up and started for socks, gloves, hats and scarves. So if you're good at knitting socks, there's plenty of wool. If hats or scarves are more your line, there's still plenty of wool. Very thankful for any donations that you can afford to make. Now, we all know that Christmas is a time when there will be lots of appeals and requests for donations. Please don't feel you have to give to all of them, because I know that some folks stretch themselves. So just, there's lots of opportunities because at this time we do want to be generous as well. And we look at very often what our own children, grandchildren get. And I'm not going to say any more on that. Um, earlier, sorry, I'll just, one other intimation that is not in the order of service is the items for inclusion in the Winter Magazine should be with Irene Gemmell within the next two weeks. So if you normally contribute to the magazine, make sure it's with Irene within the next two weeks. Friendly Hour meets this Tuesday at 2pm. The subject will be highlights. Men's breakfast on Saturday at 9.30. Contact Kenny, Jackie, Brent or Stuart if you wish to come along. 
The Guild meets tomorrow afternoon in the large hall at 2pm. This is the first of their afternoon meetings and it'll be afternoons for the rest of November. Guest speaker is Mr Robert Alexander from the Vine Trust, which is one of the Guild's two projects for this year. And remember, it is the Guild. It is not any longer the, wom the Women's or Women's Guild. It is the Guild and everyone is welcome. So bear that in mind, please, gentlemen and ladies. I have a couple of other intimations to add. Earlier this week, the Presbytery of Clyde shared its draft mission plan with presbyters and session clerks. Now, as you may have heard around the town, because I know what towns are like, you may have heard that there have been changes to the plan for Paisley. At the moment, St George's is allocated one minister, as I shared with you earlier this year. The plan will be discussed and debated at this month's Presbytery meeting and it may well change, but Hamish and I will keep you informed. But I ask that while the folks of St George's will be happy with what is proposed for them, there are huge changes proposed for neighbouring congregations and their ministers. So please pray for all within this town and Presbytery as the Presbytery seeks to put together a plan to take forward the church and its mission into the years to come. The Kirk session is called to meet next Sunday, the 13th of November, at the close of worship. It is with sadness that I intimate the death of Anne Segge. Now, I think most of you had already heard that, but just to make sure that everyone is aware that Anne died last month and her funeral has already taken place. Please keep Anne's family in your prayers. The funeral of the late Jean Miller will take place at Woodside Crematorium this Friday, the 11th of November at 2.30pm. Please continue to keep Jean's husband Walter and their daughter Shona and all of Jean's family in your prayers. These are all the intimations. Our scripture readings this morning will be read for us by one of our elders by Audrey. Thessalonians chapter 2, first of all, verse 5. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things? And then verses 13 to 17. 
stand firm. But we ought always to thank God with for you, brothers loved by the Lord, because from the beginning God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying word of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to he called you to his though our gospel sorry. He called he called to you this through our gospel that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then brothers, stand firm and hold to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Our third reading is from uh, the Gospel of St Luke, chapter 20, verses 27 to 38. The resurrection and marriage. Some of the Sadducees who say there is no resurrection came to, came to Jesus with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and have children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married a woman and died childless. The second and then the third married her. And in the same way, the seven died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, the people of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in that age and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. And they can no longer die, for they are like the angels. They are God's children, since they are the children of the resurrection. But in the account of the bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise, for he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Sorry, I forgot to bring my reading glasses. <laughs> he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. Amen, and may God bless us the reading of his Thank you, Audrey, and especially thank you for managing to do that without your readers. I don't think I could have done that. I think the Sunday I forget my glasses, somebody else will need to take over. We continue in our worship by singing hymn number 552, Oh for a Closer Walk with God, hymn 552.
Old Testament reading and today's epistle provide reassurance about what we believe. In Job, there are the words, I will see God. I will see him with my own eyes and he will not be a stranger. And Paul wrote, God chose you. God called you. Stand firm and hold on to these truths. As Christians, we do believe that God has indeed called us and we believe too that one day we will see God face to face. And when we think of this, I suppose it's only natural to think of our own mortality and the promise of Jesus, the promise of Jesus that whosoever believes in him shall have everlasting life. But remember too that Jesus said that to enter the kingdom of heaven, people had to become like little children. Well, adults often misunderstand what this means because they have a mistaken idea of what little children are like. For example, adults will often say, yes, we ought to be like children when it comes to our faith. That is, we should just accept things without question. Blind faith. Well, anyone who has small children or who deals with them is likely to raise an eyebrow at that statement. For in general, the very last thing that children do is to accept things without question. Once a small child has learned the word no, we've all heard that one, and has had fun using it, the next word they seem to learn is why. And they're relentless in using that. Everything an adult says seems to provoke another. But why? Every answer leads to another. Until the adult either runs out of information or patience and in sheer desperation resorts to, oh, just because, or because I say so. Adults, when faced with this barrage of, barrage of questions of, but why, might be tempted to think that the child is being awkward or naughty or playing games with them. And well, sometimes that may be at least partly true because children, let's be, let's be honest, are playful. But mostly that endless questioning is because the child is genuinely engaged with life. They are fascinated by it and they're passionate about wanting to understand. And isn't it passionate engagement with the world that has led to all the discoveries that humanity has ever made about the cosmos and ourselves? And these discoveries, when properly used, have enabled us to do so much good. And for people of faith, they've magnified the wonder of our creator beyond calculation. Science, like religion, requires people who are childlike in their insatiable curiosity and craving to question. Now, if Christian adults sometimes mistake what it means to be childlike, they also often make the mistake of thinking that the words of science and religion are completely opposite, assuming that science is all about definite answers, while religion is about unquestioning faith. Professor John Polkinghorne, who died last year, was a mathematical physicist, an Anglican priest and a writer, and he had some very interesting observations to make about science and religion. 
He likened the models that scientists use to explain their observations to Christian creeds. Scientists create their models, their theories of everything, to make the best sense that they can of what they've seen, of what they've observed. But sometimes those models are only, they contain elements that are only partially understood or not understood at all. But the models are used because at that time and place they seem to work. And similarly, Professor Polkinghorn suggested, creeds seem to make sense of what we have observed of humanity, nature, and our experiences of the divine. Not least the experiences of our distant forebears as recorded in scripture. But there is much that is only partially understood and much that is, seems to be beyond our understanding. And what keeps science alive and growing is that constant drive to ask more questions. And then when the models no longer make sense of the data, to adapt them. And maybe, just maybe, the challenge for Christian faith is to do likewise. To be childlike in its unrelenting use of the word why. Because thinking about and asking questions about our beliefs is fine. And yes, I believe too at times that we have to accept that it is not given to us in this life to know the answer. And I like this little story of a professor who went to see a wise person. So when the professor arrived, he was offered tea. But when the tea was poured, the wise person kept on pouring, even though the cup was full and overflowing. The professor said, stop, can't you see it's already full? To which the wise person said, like this cup, you are so full of your own knowledge that nothing else can get into your mind. You are so full of your own knowledge that nothing else can get into your mind. So is this a wee bit like the Sadducees from this morning's gospel? So sure about what they want to believe, or sorry, sorry, so sure about what they believe and not wanting to hear a different answer from Jesus. And for us, what does it mean to admit that we don't know everything? I know when I was teaching and I was asked a question to which I did not know the answer, well, sometimes it was really tempting just to waffle. But so much better to say, I don't know. I'll try and find out. Or maybe even better, why don't we both go away and try to find out? So now as we stand in the last quarter of 2022, there is a great deal of uncertainty in the country and the world. And I was reminded of the 1939 Christmas broadcast when King George VI used the words of Minnie Louise Haskins' poem, The Gate of the Year. And I think while many of us will not have been in existence in 1939, we may well remember having listened to that broadcast later. And you may remember the words, and I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. 
These words inspired so many people at that time in the face of the uncertainties that lay ahead. And I said, I know that not many of us will remember those days, but more of us might remember the stories of our parents and grandparents. And at that time, there must have been the questions, spoken or unspoken, what was going to happen? For how long? What would it be like? So much was unknown, so many questions unanswerable. But people then had to keep calm and carry on, as the posters proclaimed. And for many people, that was truly a case of holding God's hand. Holding God's hand. And as we reach out to hold God's hand, he reaches out to hold ours. He grasps our hand firmly and tightly and walks with us wherever we walk. And today, there are situations like that. We pray that the situations will not develop in the way that they developed in 1939. But we don't know what's going to happen next. I was writing this before I stopped for my holidays, while Liz Trust was Prime Minister. <laughs> and I was very conscious of not knowing what the next days and weeks would bring. Thinking of increasing fuel and food costs, the state of the government and its financial policies, the continuing war in Ukraine. But we have to carry on. We have to carry on in faith. And as I thought of all the difficulties that this country is facing, I thought of Prime Minister's question times held on Wednesday lunchtimes and then Thursday lunchtime it's First Minister's questions in the Scottish Parliament. Now, I don't know if you always watch either or both of these, never watch them or simply watch bits of it on the news. But when we watch the politicians speak, we might well wonder, are the questions genuine? And even more so, what about the answers, which seldom seem to answer the question that's been posed? If these questions and answers are not genuine, what is really going on? And maybe the question that the Sadducees and Jesus were wrestling with after death, what next, is one of such questions. So what about the Sadducees' question about the widow and whose wife she would be? Was it genuine? And Jesus' answer? What is a real or a genuine question? Or was this question a wee bit like the riddles that I shared with the children, designed to catch folks out? And that makes me think, what kind of questions do we find most helpful in exploring our faith? What kind of questions do we find most helpful in exploring our faith? Or are we afraid to ask questions? Do we think that by asking questions that that would mean that our faith is not strong? As we get older and maybe wiser, we know that asking questions can be difficult, but it's so much better to ask than to sit there trying to figure things out for ourselves. And sometimes too, as we articulate our questions, I don't know about you, but sometimes as I articulate a question, I'm thinking it through in my mind and I find the answer as I ask the question. Sometimes I get the answer from the person I'm asking. Sometimes I don't. 
but by asking questions of ourselves and of others, by praying and by getting to know the Bible better, then our faith will grow. Our faith is a faith that asks questions. Death, life, fear, hope, anger, joy, opposites. Loving God, we exist in the mystery of your being. We wander through life in search of answers, in search of certainty. We want to know what will happen if, what will happen when. But you have not given us certainty. You have given us faith. You have given us hope. You have given us mystery. Help us, loving God, to see the joy in mystery to acknowledge that we do not need to know all to know something. Your love is with us now and we will abide within it forever. Death, life, fear, hope, anger, joy, companions. Amen. We continue in our worship from St George's Praise, the Little Blue Book, at number 57, In Christ Alone. Number 57 from St George's Praise.
nursing, the anthem, our offering will be brought forward. dedicate our offerings. Let's pray. Gracious God, we bring before you our gifts in thanks and praise. We acknowledge all that you have done for us, all that you have given us, all that you have made us to be. And so we offer these tokens of money as a sign of our resolve, our commitment and our hope that we might do your work in this time and in this place for your sake and the sake of all people. Amen. And now let's come before God with our prayers for others. Loving God, out of darkness you bring light. Out of despair you bring hope. Out of fear you bring joy. And out of death you bring life, mysterious, glorious and eternal. Be with us now and hear us as we pray for others and ourselves. As the seasons progress, as autumn's cool breezes blow through the northern part of your world and spring's joyful light dances across the southern part of your world, we remember and pray for your whole world. Help all peoples in all places to give thanks for the gift of life. Not only our own, but that of all living things, animals and plants. And guide us to resolve to do better and be better in our calling to be stewards of your wondrous creation. As we, your beloved children, continue to seek new ways to bring your mission to this world, so in need of hope, we pray for this church and all churches as they seek to find their place in a changed and changing world. We pray especially just now for the church congregations and ministers of Paisley and the wider presbytery as they consider the draft presbytery plan. 
Help us all to remain faithful to your calling, to place the needs of others above our own, and to have the boldness to tell hard truths to a world of easy answers. As our community, society and country struggles with inequality, fear, poverty and disease, we pray for all who are ill, for those who are dreading the next bill pinging into the inbox or landing on the doormat. We pray for those who are lonely and all who are bereaved. In a moment of silence, we lay our prayers at your feet. Lord, we pray for ourselves and all those with the power to bring about justice and change, that we and they will find strength in you to work for the good of all people. As we each consider our own lives, our own relationships, our own hopes and dreams, we pray that you will be with us through it all, loving God, that we will know your presence, your care and your unending love through Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. We close this morning's service of worship with the hymn 167, Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, hymn 167.
celebrate the God who is our home forever. Go to follow Christ's example in loving God, self and neighbour. Go with the Holy Spirit to change the world with love. Go to seek God's kingdom in all you say and do. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one of you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore. Thank you.